ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, October 17th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We open up the text line every hour for you. We are on the air at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Today, we've got comments from Marshall football coach Charles Huff. As we're getting set for James Madison's homecoming for James Madison, they already pre-announced their sellout. They had a huge, huge ticket handout or pickup from students. I don't know how they do their tickets for the students. All I know is their students took advantage of however they dispersed those tickets and gobbled them up. So expect a big crowd. It's homecoming. And I know James Madison's coming off his first loss of the year. I don't think that's going to dampen anyone's enthusiasm for homecoming. So we'll hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on about that. We'll get your text in, of course. And, again, the phone number is also available to you. You can dial in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Okay, uh, text line's firing up early. I've got a repeat text. I think we've got this text several times. So I'm going to answer it. If you didn't hear the answer last week when we got the text, I'm going to go ahead and answer this one. This is uh, regarding – Uh, The baseball coach, Jeff Wagner, getting fired. Uh, Do you think the AD is trying to send a sign of expectations? I don't know all the back-end details. I do know this, that uh, Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director, has been pretty vivid and descriptive and transparent when it comes to expectations and that the athletic director has had conversations with every coach as far as what can – the program do to help you win and hear what the expectations are. So I don't think a, a message is being sent. I think the message has already been sent. And again, I don't know all the back end stories on why this time now that Jeff Wagner was let go. I don't think though, this is just a, a random drive by. Let me show, uh, let me show everyone I mean business here and take out the guy who's not my guy when it comes to baseball. I think there's something you know, that the administration and Jeff Wagner have discussed. I don't know all the details. I don't know all the details that I'm comfortable sharing. I'll say this. Whatever the ultimate reason is, I don't think it was a let me manage expectations here by taking a guy out type thing. And um, Texter wrote in asking about the rumor mill about Coach Huff interviewing. Why is he trying to get out of Huntington so bad if he wants out, just quit? And if you are looking to advance yourself, you just don't quit. That's not how it works. If you're looking for the next opportunity, you don't quit while you have the current job because the next opportunity might not be coming anytime soon. So if Coach Huff is entertaining offers for other programs, I don't think there's any harm in a coach listening to someone make an offer. If someone makes you an offer, entertain the possibility of you maybe taking a job that would be maybe an elevation for you or be a different financial situation for you. I don't think you 
you don't listen. I think you have to listen. If anyone makes you a job offer, you have to listen. Now, if you're solid and you feel comfortable in, in your job, you can always politely decline. But if people are talking to you, like, hey, if this situation opened up, what do you think? I mean, I think you got to take that conversation seriously. You got to take that phone call. Doesn't matter where you work, if it's athletics, if it's in radio, if it is in accounting, if there's an opportunity for you to better yourself financially, put yourself in a more secure situation. Now, granted, we're talking about a football coach here who makes a lot more money than you and me combined. Collectively, I think it would take a lot of us to make the same amount of money that Coach Huff is making. So financially, if he's taking care of his business, he's fine. He's completely fine. But you always want to look for the next opportunity. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Now, if that's impacting his job, which I don't think it is, if that's impacting his job, then that's a completely different story. But I don't believe that. So I've gotten that text several times. So I wanted to close the door on that text. But I'm always receptive to you at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So if you've got comments, questions, critiques, anything you want to get off your chest, we do it every day, 5 to 6, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And we're going to hear from Coach Huff in a few minutes as uh, looking ahead now to James Madison. It's going to be a huge challenge for the Thundering Herd. James Madison, one of the best teams right now in the Sun Belt, despite the loss. You can't go undefeated all the time. It's very hard to go undefeated. It's very rare that teams go undefeated. you got to be pretty special to do that. It doesn't matter what level you play at, you're going to lose. Very, very few teams can go undefeated. And so James Madison suffering a loss. Now we'll see how James Madison bounces back. Marshall, on the other hand, needing a win in the Sun Belt, yet to get a Sun Belt victory. This is a huge opportunity for Marshall to get a victory in the Sun Belt over a quality opponent and to continue its hunt for that East Division title and try to get into the Sun Belt Championship game. You haven't faced a single team yet in the East Division. Now you're playing teams in the East Division. But I won't use the term must win, but it's important that Marshall gets that first win in the Sun Belt because you can't get the second win in the Sun Belt without the first one. Let's hit the text line again. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter wrote in and said, with bad losses on the road and at home, not making any coaching adjustments or watching film, do you think Coach Huff has entered the hot seat? I think when you take the job at Marshall, you are on the hot seat from the moment you sit down in your office until your day is done. These days, it depends on the program, it depends on the athletic director, and it depends on the tolerance for losing until you're winning. New league, the Sun Belt. We just discovered that the Sun Belt is better than Conference USA. That's the first thing I'm going to say. The Sun Belt is better than Conference USA. Now, 
if Marshall starts reeling off wins, we're going to look back here in a few weeks and go, okay, that was just a bad part of the schedule. That was a bump in the road for Marshall if Marshall starts reeling off wins. Now, next season, there will be some, I'm sure, added, I don't want to say pressure. The pressure to win is always there. Just some added urgency to maybe show progress. That makes sense? You need to show progress. Team looks good on defense. Got to get the offensive side of the ball fixed now. What this team comes out next year, defense is good. Offense is a lot better. All of a sudden, it's a night and day. Marshall's winning games and winning by big scores while shutting teams out or keeping them off the scoreboard or preventing them from really doing anything to you, low-scoring affairs for the other team. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think you put a coach on the hot seat just yet. I mean, we're midway through the season. Plenty of time to turn this around. Next season, though, I think the urgency increases for Coach Huff, and I think he'll put that on himself as well. In your third season, you want to show that you can produce. First season, you're trying to get settled in. You're trying to adjust. Second season, you. By the way, you're in a new conference now, and it's much better than. Conference USA. It's much better. Third season, I'm not saying turn the stove up, but I think there will be some some pressure here too, some some urgency to to start showing some progress and start turning those those close losses and those losses that you know, disappoint you into victories. Makes sense. I hope it does. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. What do you think? I'm going to throw that out to you. Do you think Coach Huff has entered the hot seat? Is Coach Huff right now midway through his second season at Marshall University as the head coach? Is he on the hot seat? I want to hear from you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line for today's edition of The Drive. We're actually going to hear from Coach Huff when we continue talking about this week's game, the challenges of the week. Get an update on Henry Columbia as well when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can always be a part of the program by texting 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to hear from Coach Huff in just a few moments. He addressed the media earlier today during the weekly Sunbelt Presser. So we'll get his thoughts on the upcoming game against JMU. We also have opened up the text line for you, and we're going to go to it right now. Earlier in the show, if you weren't with us, uh, first segment, Texter asked me if uh, I thought Coach Huff was on the hot seat. And I kind of believe that uh, when you're the coach at Marshall University, uh, from day one, you're on the hot seat. But let's see what you have to say. Uh, Texter writes in and says, for some of the fan base, Coach Huff is on the hot seat. For the administration, he is not in the hot seat yet. Another texter wrote in, I don't think Coach Huff is on the hot seat, but if he has a bad season next year, he will be, and we will be lucky to win another game this year. Another texter, 
Hey, Paul, I say let Huff go. I'm not impressed. Just tell him it's all part of the process. We can get somebody better. And that is Holmes writing in. So you can throw your your opinion in as, as well. Go ahead. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Also, uh, as you do know, every week, Every time we have a press conference, uh, it is time to rate the press conference with Coach Huff. And we've got a few comments from today's presser. He spoke to the Sun Belt Media earlier this afternoon. And the challenge now is JMU. So he sets it up by talking about the challenge and uh, just sort of giving us an open statement to um, talk a little bit about the week. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited about this week's opportunity. Um, a really challenging opponent. Um, a lot of respect for Coach Signetti and his staff and what those guys have been able to do, not only this year, um, but for the last four or five years. I mean, when you look back over their um, their time there, even, you know, as a 1AA FCS program, um, they've, they've been very dominant, very phenomenal, um, you know, program. And obviously this year they're doing some great things. Um, a lot of respect for how they play, um, not the – you know, the group that does a lot of, you know, flash, their discipline, um, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. They play extremely hard. Um, so really excited, uh, really good opportunity for our guys, um, really good uh, test for our identity um, uh, as we head into this week. So another identity test for the Thundering Herd. This is going to be a huge identity test as James Madison is one of the best teams in the Sun Belt at the moment. Everybody wants to know about the quarterback situation at Marshall University, not just the fans, but other members of the media, not Huntington-based media as well. So you know, one of the questions today for Coach was about the quarterback situation. Right now you have Henry Columbia, you have Cam Fancher. I'm not saying it's a two-headed quarterback monster, but you have situations where Fancher is going to be in the game. You have situations where Columbia is going to be in the game. And – you didn't see Columbia. He was taken out of the game, making sure he was okay. And the question was asked about his situation. How's he doing? And thankfully, according to Coach, that uh, Columbia's doing okay. Um, Henry's doing fine. Um, we ended up keeping him out of the game um, Saturday just because Cam was moving the offense a little bit better. That's kind of been our plan from, from day one. Um, you know, you played a guy, we have a package, you know, kind of for both of them. Um, both of them have played in every game um, and, and kind of, you know, where you're at in the game, you know, who's kind of got the hot hand. Henry started out doing some really good things in the first half of the game. And um, after halftime, you know, made some mistakes, still a pick, you know, there um, second, second half. Um, it was the plan to get Cam in the second half. We just didn't know when. And then once we got Cam in, um, he was able to move the ball a little bit, move the offense down the field. So we kind of stuck with him. Um, so looking forward to going in this week of practice and putting a plan together for both of them um, and seeing who's able to manage, um, you know, the game the best. I think right now we have two uh, two quarterbacks that do some things really, really well, some things that they're not great at. And we got to find offensively um, as a staff to put them in the best positions based on the opponent. You know, I think each week is a little bit different. So you're not going to see one quarterback. You're going to see whichever quarterback that the coaching staff thinks will give the team the best opportunity to win. And you might see both of them in the same game. You might see more of one over the other. That's going to be a week-to-week decision, it seems, according to Coach Huff. One of the questions that was asked about 
was the time off between games. It's a different situation. You had several days off before the Louisiana game, and now you have several days off before the James Madison game. And Coach Huff was asked about, you know, did he have a plan in mind as far as how to handle that? How do you handle such a unique scheduling situation? And Coach Huff said he did have a plan in mind earlier in the year. Yeah, um, you know, we had a plan kind of back, um, you know, beginning of the season that if we got to the halfway point in the season, we'd be able to reassess and kind of look at where we are from a physical standpoint. Um, obviously, everyone's got bumps and bruises. Um, you know, luckily, we've been – uh, we've been healthy, you know, across the board and able to kind of keep our uh, rotations the same. Um, and then obviously just maximizing um, the time, you know, sometimes we forget that these guys are student athletes. So uh, we use a couple days there um, to allow them to get kind of not caught up, but get really in the thick of it from an academic standpoint and make sure that they're on point moving into midterms and those type of things. Um, from an academic perspective, it gave us an opportunity to do some recruiting. Uh, we don't. We didn't get a chance to get out as much as we'd like to with the way the, the weeks fell with a midweek game and um, kind of preparing for the next um, next game. So it gave us some time to do that, and then we get back into our normal um, week schedule uh, this week coming up. So this week seems like more of a normal schedule. Hopefully, the herd gets back on track with a normal schedule. Now, a couple more questions from the presser earlier today. JMU having a lot of success moving up. Sure, lost its first game. Still, a lot of success, a lot of success so far. Was anyone surprised when Marshall made the jump from then one double A to the Mid American Conference? Was anyone surprised? Well, not Marshall fans. So James Madison fans, I'm sure, not so surprised as well. And I'm sure a lot of people, including Coach Up, not surprised by the success that JMU is having from moving up to FBS from the FCS. I, I think it's something you expect. You know, I'm I'm probably a little different. I played FCS football, um, so I, I know the, the 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 difference between FCS and, and Group of Five is really a depth issue. It's not really a talent issue. Um, it's just no different between Group of Five and Power Five. I think it's just a matter of how many um, you know good players you have at one position. Um, and I think what Coach Signetti has been able to do is he's been able to build his program, um, you know, to the tops of the FCS level and then making the move in the in the transition into the group of five. I don't think they are a FCS team. I think they're a group of five team with really good football players that play really well. Um, their coaches do a really good job of putting them in situations to maximize their strengths. Um, I bet you if you talk to him, they've got some weaknesses just like we do, just like Georgia does just like every other team in the country does. Um, but I, I, I don't look at them as a FCS team. I look at them as a very good um, opponent. Um, you look at some of their players, um, you know, we recruited some of their players, um, you know, even when before they made the transition because they were good football players. Um, so I think that's that's how you got to look at it. I don't think, you know, anybody in our building or our program is anticipating playing a FCS team or a group of five team. I think when you put the film on there, a good football team that we've got to go out and do all the things necessary to beat a good football team. Good football team. I think we can all agree James Madison is a good football team. And finally, from the presser earlier today, we know the crowd's going to be pretty big. It's homecoming. It's a sellout. The students are going to be there. 
we're going to look at this crowd and go, why can't we have that here in Huntington? I think that's going to be one of the takeaways for, for us as people will cover the team, for fans. I think that's going to be one of the big takeaways is how do you get this kind of support back at Marshall? Of course, winning will solve a lot of that. But going into a hostile situation, the question was asked, what can you take from going into a similar situation, a very hostile situation? You go into Notre Dame, which is probably going to be the biggest crowd of the year for Marshall, and you go into a hostile crowd at James Madison, what can you take from going into Notre Dame earlier in the season and winning there that you can apply to James Madison? Uh, I think, you know, what we can take from it is that every Sunbelt team that we've played on the road, and, you know, it's two, um, has had a, a, a phenomenal atmosphere. And I think that's just the norm uh, or the expectation for this conference, you know, and, and, and what we've got to do is we've got to be able to go into different environments and, and be able to play good football. I don't think the crowd size or I don't think the, um, the, the label on the weekend homecoming or not has a lot to do with it as far as how you play. Um, obviously, it creates excitement for the fans and it makes for a better environment overall. But at the end of the day, we, we got to line up 11 guys against 11 guys and we've got to execute consistently, uh, regardless of if you know fans yell or not. You know, I think it's a good example for, um, you know, for, for our conference of what this conference expectation is from an atmosphere standpoint regardless of who or where you play. And I think that's that's probably a bigger take from it than how it would affect our players or how it should affect our players. Um, so going into it for us, it's another opportunity to play um, a really good program in a really good atmosphere. Um, and that's kind of the way we got to look at it. I don't think any of the fans will be able to make any tackles or catches. Um, you know, So the amount of them yelling will just be um, noise. And what we've got to do is focus in on the details um, to be able to execute. Thank you. Coach Huff, the fans will not be tackling. The fans will not be playing defense. The fans will not be on offense on Saturday. That would be a good thing, not to see the fans out there making plays against the Thundering Herd. Text line is 304-396-8255. 304-396-TALK. Time to rate the presser. How Coach Huff do this week in speaking with the media? Also, we've got plenty of your text in. You've got some opinions as far as the question that was thrown out to me earlier. Is Coach Huff on the hot seat? You've got your opinion, and I've got it for you when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, October 17th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get to the text line at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Texter wrote in and said, Coach Huff is not on the hot seat. Most Herd fans are just shocked and disappointed as to how you can win at Notre Dame and then go 1-3 since then. There is a lot of chatter as to why. It's obvious the offense is a shell of itself, especially up front with the offensive line. We win Saturday, and things will start to work out. I support the herd no matter what. It's a very positive outlook. Do you share that outlook? Again, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. 
This texter wrote in and said that Billy Seals is a better coach than Coach Huff. I, I don't know if it if you can compare it's apples and oranges. College football is very different than high school. High school is very different than college. But I do like Coach Huff, and I do like Billy Seals. So I'm, I'm not ranking them. Texter ranked them. Billy Seals greater than Coach Huff. Uh, I think both are outstanding. And I'm going to leave it at that because i got to be friends with both these guys. Okay? I can't be taking sides here. You know that. Don't make me choose. I can't choose. All right. Uh, Texter wrote in. Asking why are we not throwing the ball? The traditional martial offense. I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, you got a new coach. You got a new coach running what the coach wants to run. And right now, that's Marshall football. It might not be what Marshall fans want to see, but that is what Coach Huff runs. Uh, Texer added, we hit Gamage for a 42-yard crossing route and never saw that route again. What gives? I can hit that route. Texer wrote in and said that Marshall fans came into the year thinking we win the belt after the Notre Dame game. That team is non-existent. Where did it go? Texter said, doesn't everyone know that Huff is learning to be a head coach? Trick is learning to be an offensive coordinator with a dated, conservative, predictable mentor. I believe we have the players, the weapons. I don't like a dual quarterback system. I don't want to hear about a tougher conference or tougher competition. Deal with it. All right. There you go. Deal with it. Doesn't matter the Sun Belt's tougher than Conference USA. Just deal with it. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Also from the text line, if the miracle happens and Marshall wins every single Sun Belt Conference game the rest of the year, can we still win the belt ship? If Marshall wins out, Marshall beats every team in the East Division. I think you're, you're going to have the tiebreaker. If you beat every team in the East Division, you're going to have that tiebreaker, the head-to-head. And then it's just going to depend on if other teams in the East Division have two or three more, you know, have two or three losses. Mathematically, nobody is eliminated yet. I don't believe anyone's eliminated. Marshall's still in the hunt. 0-3 in the Sun Belt is tougher to get out of than 0-2. As much as two losses in a row and three losses are not that far apart. I think Marshall winning all the East Division games, Marshall's going to be in a better position and have a better shot at actually winning the East Division. Because, again, you're going to have all the tiebreakers. If you beat all those teams head-to-head, then if you're tied with those teams, you're going to have the first tiebreaker. You're going to have the, the head-to-head. All right, that's from the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right, got one more. The herd doesn't pass much because we don't have a consistent quarterback. Fact is, we haven't had a good quarterback since Cato. Plus, you got a really good running game. I'll throw that in. You have a, you have a head coach that favors the run. 
You have a really good running game. You have really good talent at the running back position right now. So I think the herd's going to favor the run. But you use the run to set the pass, or at least that's what I've always been told. You use the run to set the pass, or you pass to set the run. If you're really good at the run game, you got to play the run, and that opens up the passing attack. At least that's what I've been told. Basketball news today. Sunbelt preseason coaches poll is out. We're going to get to that when we continue. Marshall's middle of the pack in the Sunbelt. On the women's side, Marshall is uh, upper echelon near the bottom. Does that make sense? I'll tell you about it when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive. It's Monday, October 17th. Our text line is still open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's go back to the text line, then we're going to get into basketball today. Text line, texter wrote in and said that uh, Bob Pruitt had discipline. We're talking football. Bob Pruitt had discipline, ran the stairs for offsides and out-of-bounds penalties. You have no discipline. Leg, talking about Bill Leg here is the worst offensive coach in our history. We may win only two more games. Coastal Carolina. Trying to translate some of this here. Coastal Carolina and Appy State. Okay, moving on. Take the players you got and get the most out of them. By the way, Ali, hello. No words for of what is keeping him out. Some transparency, please. Transparency, when it comes to a medical condition, you're not going to get much. You're not going to get it much because coaches are not going to tell you, outline what's exactly wrong with the player. If there's something going on physically, you're not really going to get to see that. I mean, unless we all saw it happen, and you can't overlook it. You know, if there's something going on, you're not going to get all the details. It's just uh, that's that's how college football coaches operate these days. And college you know, athletic departments, they're not really. It's it depends on the coach. I think that's the best thing to say. It depends on the coach, and this coach isn't going to give you a full medical report on Rasheen Ali. Hopefully he's getting better. Hopefully he's well. Hopefully he's going to be back soon. That's uh, that's the best we can do right now. So we'll find out closer to – I don't know. we got a presser tomorrow. Maybe we'll find out if he's going to be playing next week or this week or soon. So, you know, we hopefully we'll find out soon. But I don't think you're going to find out anytime soon until Coach is ready to say and Coach is ready to tell you what he wants to say. Until then, you know, everything else is hearsay and speculation, and, and they're going to keep it close to the best. Sunbelt – Preseason polls out for men's and women's basketball. And right now, Marshall is considered sixth best as far as the coaches are concerned. So the men's poll today ranks Louisiana as number one, and Louisiana got 10 first-place votes. Now, the coaches vote for this thing. It's not members of the media. So no one 
that covers the herd voted for this thing. It's all coaches. So coaches poll says Louisiana is number one with 10 first place votes. And then Texas State is number two with one first place vote. South Alabama is third with one first place vote. James Madison, the new kid, is number four with one first place vote. Georgia State is number five with one first place vote. And then Marshall is sixth. And Louisiana had 190 possible points there. 190 points. Uh, Marshall, 122. Uh, App State is seventh at 120 points. And then Coastal is eighth at 100. Old Dominion is ninth. Troy's 10th. Georgia Southern is 11th. Arkansas State, 12th. Southern Miss, 13th. And uh, Louisiana Monroe is 14th. So, James Madison, new member, 4th. Marshall, 6th. Old Dominion, 9th. And Southern Miss, 13. These are all the new members. On the women's side, Troy is the number one team with 12 first-place votes. Georgia Southern is 7th with one first-place vote. And Old Dominion is 2nd with one first-place vote. Marshall's 10th. So Troy won. Troy's really good. That's legit. Old Dominion, 2nd. So team out of Conference USA. Louisiana's 3rd. Southern Miss, team out of Conference USA, is fourth. Texas State, fifth. The other new team, James Madison, sixth. So three of the top six are all new members. Georgia Southern, seventh. I mentioned App State, eight. Arkansas State, nine. And Marshall on the women's side is tenth. That's probably fair because there's not really anything you can look at as far as returners. Marshall's women's team did not – place anyone on the preseason all teams on the men's side there were three members of marshall's team tavion kinsey is preseason all sun belt first team and then um cam kuffman or cam kerfman third team and andrew taylor also third team so andy and cam are third team and then tavion is first team and the preseason all Sun Belt teams. Not a single member of the women's team found on any of the preseason rankings other than Marshall's 10th on the women's side. So a lot of work to do as far as both Marshall men and women. I know uh, the Kim Palm numbers are out, and I saw that Marshall was second behind James Madison. I think on the men's side, I don't know, maybe six, maybe Maybe the league is uh, underestimating the herd. I think on the women's side, I don't think Marshall is well-known. There's not really any standout players that started. So I think that's not a slight. I think that's a little fair. I think that is fair. All right, uh, Texter. We go back to the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Talking football here, Texter wrote in and said, uh, sadly, Ali could enter the transfer portal and never return. Cold, hard reality if things continue to decline. Now, I'll tell you what. He could enter the transfer portal. He could leave. He could stay. I think you can say that for every player on this team. This roster will not be the same roster next year. Some of these players will stay. Some of these players will go. Some of these players will graduate. Some will leave on their own. Some others will maybe 
see the writing on the on the on the wall. Decide to leave. New players are going to be brought in. Transfer portal giveth, and the transfer portal taketh away. Texer wrote in and said, Ali is not the savior. He's a pretty good running back, though. Rasheen Ali is a pretty good running back. I, I don't think he's going to single-handedly win the game for you, but I'd like to have him out there. I'd like to have prime Rasheen Ali running. To be honest, I'd like to have a really two-headed running back game. I'd like to have two really good running backs back there. I'd put them both back there. I'd have Laybourne and Ali setting up in the back. Like, okay, which one? Figure it out. Which one? And I wouldn't just have one in for, for a package and then the other one in. I'd have them both back there. Like, okay. Which one, which one are we going to? 50-50 chance here. And if you're going after one and I react fast enough, and go to the other one. Let's go. I like that. I, I, you still get to pass the ball. But I wouldn't mind having him back there. But that texture says that Rasheen Ali is not the savior. A couple other items we've got to get into before it's, uh, it's done for today. Uh, over the weekend, uh, man, how disappointing was this? Marshall dropping a 2-1 decision to Old Dominion at Hoops Family Field on the pitch. Marshall now 7-2-2, and 2-1-2. That number four ranking is probably going to drop a little bit. Old Dominion 5-4-2, uh, 2-1-1 in Sunbelt play. So Marshall's 2-1-2 in the Sunbelt. Old Dominion's 2-1-1 in the Sunbelt. Sunbelt's pretty good, right? I think we can honestly say right there, Sunbelt is pretty good. Here's the disappointing thing. Marshall out, outshot Old Dominion 25-8 to and had 19 corner kicks. Old Dominion had three. Keeper was hot. 25-8. to You outshot an opponent. The keeper was hot. Also, how many of you are, are kind of Tennessee fans? I know one person is a Tennessee fan. It's um, Huntington High football coach Billy Seals. Tennessee beats Alabama. Shocks the world, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not Coach Seals. But former Huntington High football star, standout, Darnell Wright, named SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. So some good pub there for our former player for the Huntington Highlanders. Don't forget, we've got all the Huntington Highlander games all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Game is coming up this Friday night. We'll have it for you. You can go to our Facebook page for the video stream. You can listen to it the old-fashioned way and my favorite way right here on the radio. Whatever you choose, keep it locked to ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's It's going to be a good one. We've got the battle for the shield, Huntington High taking on Cabell Midland. That's going to be a fun one for sure. And with all that said, that does it for this edition. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. We'll hear from Coach Huff, his presser to the Huntington media, the Marshall media. That'll be tomorrow, so we'll have some comments from him. And we'll have comments from you. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone being here today on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.